0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Former Female Athlete. As always, my name is Allie Hartman. I'm your host. Hi. Our former female athlete today is Kaylin Agar. Kaylin actually played soccer in high school and was on track to play at the collegiate level until her junior year of high school. She was playing on her high school's rugby team and sustained a TBI, which is a traumatic brain injury, if you do not know. This caused her to not be able to play in college and to have to go into recovery. We talk a lot about her, just her recovery process and what that was like and how it was to go into college not being an athlete and seeing people around you be an athlete. It's definitely a different perspective from... My usual guest, and I thought it would be a really interesting topic, and maybe somebody out there has went through the same thing, or is currently going through the same thing, and this will make you feel less alone, which is my entire goal. So, without further ado, let's jump into it. You told me that you played a lot of sports. What made you get into soccer more than anything else?
1: I think just the style of play. Like I liked how it was a team sport, but then you know you also get your own moments to handle the ball and. Do all of that. And other team sports that I played, like volleyball, where when the other team has the ball, you can't affect that. I didn't like that component. So I liked being able to help on offense and defense and kind of be on both sides of the play all the time.
0: Yeah, I get that. I played volleyball and I hated that same thing. Like I felt so out of control and I hate that feeling. Like um ball, I want to get the ball back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you wanted to play in college Then can you lead me up to your junior year when all of that happened?
1: Yeah, so I'm originally from Canada, so it makes kind of the recruiting process a little bit different than here, like scouts don't come to your high school games, they don't really come to your travel team games, like your team has to come to the U.S. and try to become, like come to those showcases, but my team was doing all of that, like the team that I was playing on. We went to like Buffalo a lot, just, you know, various cities and getting those scouts to see us and all of that. I'm a U.S. citizen, so that made it easier for the scouts to -hmm. know that I could come. And then my high school had a rugby team and a bunch of my friends played on it. And they were like, this will be fun. Like, you're a very physical person on the soccer field, but there's only, you know, a certain level that you can do that on the soccer field before it gets, you know called so they're like why don't you just play like this will just be fun it wasn't supposed to be that intense because Mm -hmm. there wasn't other schools in the area that were like good at it so i was like yeah why not like just get to play with some of my friends um and then we were playing at a tournament and with rugby i don't know how much you know about it not a lot okay so (laughs) it's set up like a football field where you have to like go into the end zone but unlike football, you can't just run into the end zone. Their I forgot what they're called. Whatever, their touchdown only counts if you actually touch the ball down on the ground. And okay. then the extra point that you kick goes from wherever you touch the ball down. So you try to like not only touch the ball down, but touch it down like right behind the uprights. Right. So and take it back through. So the other team had the ball. And they were in the end zone, but they were trying to get into a good placement, so they hadn't touched the ball down yet. I pick this girl up and try to, like, carry her out of the end zone or, like, drag her out of the end zone. And we stumble. I fall back, hit the back of my head. She lands on my face. And I don't know if I fully went unconscious, but I immediately had, like, double vision. I didn't feel well. I was in the ER that night for hours because my double vision lasted for Wow. Yeah, and then just complications with that, like, I eventually didn't go to school for months, like, I, my vision was impacted, and I didn't get some of that vision back still to this day. Yeah. Um, I couldn't even, like, draw in, like, a coloring book without it, like, affecting me and, like, riding in the car, like, everything. Yeah. And I went to, like, all these doctors, and they couldn't figure out, like, if I was having a brain bleed, if I was having, like, All these other complications as a result and it just went on for months and months that my outside soccer team had been keeping my roster position and then i got to the point where they were like hey like yeah you're not coming back and even if i had come back like i hadn't even touched a ball for months yeah obviously like some of that you know comes back like but to a point like my conditioning was going to be so poor that yeah i had to kind of step away from the from my outside team And then once I got back to the point where I could exercise, I just realized that it wasn't. Like, by, like, my senior year, I was just starting to, like, ride a bike, let alone run. Yeah. So I knew that kind of getting to that next level was not
0: going to be happening. So, like, right when it happened, did you, were you just like, okay, I have a concussion? Like, what was your initial thought? Or did you have one? Yeah, so, like, when she first
1: landed on me or we fell or whatever my team had gotten the ball and run all the way back to the other end and I was the person who kicked the extra point for our team so I'm seeing double vision like I kind of have a headache but I just sort of was you know like with all the sport mentality you're like oh I'm fine so,
0: so you I, just got up
1: yeah I got up I ran yeah. down the field and I remember turning to my friend who had scored our extra point and I was like hey which one are the uprights because I'm seeing uprights here and uprights here. Yeah. She looks at me, she's like, are you stupid? They're right there. And I was like, "Oh, there or like a little bit there? Because again, I'm just like trying to play it off, thinking it'll go away. Yeah. And I kick it. And then that's when I started to get like nauseous. And I like just walked off the field. I didn't even ask for a sub. I just was like, I'm not okay. Yeah. But I had the thought in my head like, oh, I'm not okay today. But like, I'll just be back in like the next time. Right. Sleep it yeah. off. Yeah. Or something yeah. like that. And then, even in the ER, they were like, Yeah, like you have a concussion. And I had never been like formally diagnosed with one. I definitely had that before. Yeah. But I just was like, Oh, okay. And they were like, Yeah, like 10 days, two weeks. And I was like, Perfect.
0: Yeah. No biggie. (laughs) Yeah. And it was not that. That's crazy. So, what was your mental state when you did finally realize, like by senior year, like, Okay, I'm probably not going to play in college. Like, I'm probably done. Like, how did you? handle that
1: I don't know like on the one hand I think it was better that it wasn't just sports that I lost like it wasn't like I you know tore my ACL but I was still able to go to school and do all of that but on the other hand like I don't know it was like good and bad because since I lost every part of my identity like I couldn't go to school anymore I needed a tutor for the first time in my life to come over and like help me with stuff it kind of what's the word I'm looking for like pushed the soccer part to the side because I just had like gotcha. so much else that I was trying to process. But I definitely was just in a space of like denial where I was like, yeah. I don't know, I can still play. Meanwhile, yeah. like, what, what school am I going to play? You know, like, yeah. <laughs> whatever people would be like, oh, like, you know, like, I, I'm so sorry, like, not playing soccer anymore. I'd be like, no, I will. Like, Because yeah. part of me didn't want to allow myself to have all those emotions. And then it, finally, when I was at college, and I would see the girls' soccer team playing. And it wasn't even, like, a school that I had, like, known about when I saw the girls practicing or just saw other athletes in general with, like, you know, their swag and everything. That's when it started to hit me, like, my freshman year of college to be like, oh, crap. Like, that could have been me. And yeah. And i like, a NARP.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> By the time you went to college, was every other aspect of your life kind of rehabilitated. I don't know what word to use there, but for the most part, like I
1: still had issues studying and Mm -hmm. I got academic um, accommodations in school just for like extra time and tests. Because when I would be like studying really hard or like reading fine print for long periods of time, like that would trigger some of my symptoms. Mm -hmm. And then exercising was still hard, which that's where freshman year it also just started to like hit me. Whereas like, oh like now my doctors have finally cleared me to exercise. Whereas like senior in high school it was like no no not yet so again I could kind of pretend like oh I will be at that level again yeah freshman year when I would like try to go for a run and I couldn't even run five minutes without like my like getting black spots in my vision really yeah this is not you know like and but otherwise like I was able to go to class I was able to like Listen to music, hang out with friends. So, like, my social life was back to normal. I could exercise if I just was like sitting on a bike and stuff like that. So, for the most part, I was maybe at like, you know, 70, 80%.
0: Yeah. So, basically, every time you like exerted yourself above that, you would have the same symptoms as when it happened. Yeah. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. I mean, my my vision never went fully like crossed again, but I would see like spots. I would get like excruciating migraines where like I had to just sit in a dark room and like yeah the typical like whatever and then yeah I had to be on like meds to help manage it while I was in class and everything
0: yeah bless your heart (laughs) I think you touched on this a little bit but like did your perspective of sports as a whole change because at this point in your life like it's not the big picture like it was before you know so like how do you think it changed from before this happened to now
1: yeah I think it's a mix of me going through that myself, and then I also, with the degree that I got, being an athletic trainer. Again, we don't really have those at the schools in Canada. So again, lots of oh really? Yeah, we don't. We and at least my school and some of the schools like really close by me. We didn't even have a school nurse. So like wow, there's no one there for me to be like, hey, I'm not feeling well, kind mm-hmm. of thing. So paired with my injury and the fact that then I went on to kind of s- study injuries and be that person for athletes like that helped too for me to be like okay like we have to make sure that before even if athletes never get injured if it's just their time to move on that they have developed other hobbies that they have you know made friendships outside of their teammates because that's huge and that was something that I had to slowly realize like senior year of high school and like freshman year of like by the time I could do more than color in a child's coloring book it was like well what else do I like to do like what else am I good at right so I kind of yeah it was both and then now being an athletic trainer and helping push that making sure other athletes are doing that beforehand is huge like it was kind of I realized it both ways
0: yeah like being forced to do something really opens your eyes to like how important it is and I had no I feel like most people like have no idea how important it is until Like, you don't have any other option and you're done and you're like, like, this is it. And it's, it's wild, but it sucks being like forced into something. So can you talk about how, and again, you touched on a little bit, but how you started getting back into the gym and what that process looked like to where you are now?
1: Yeah. So it was very rocky the first couple of years of college because I, again, was just trying to like not accept the fact that I couldn't go back to the level that I could So I was trying to run, like, you know, six, seven-minute miles. Yeah. And then when I couldn't run for more than five minutes, I would just be like, I would blame it on anything else. I'd be like, well, I had a test today in school. So, like, tomorrow if I come to the gym first thing, like, then I can run my mile. And it was a lot of, which also then just, like, didn't help my triggers in school because I was just pushing my limits all the time so I would still go and then but it just took me a long time to accept like I'm not going to lift the same weights that I did I'm not going to be running all the time and then towards I guess yeah like junior senior year of college when like COVID hit main lockdown and I was stuck at home I you know just was like going on walks with my parents and stuff like Mm -hmm. that and through that I kind of was like okay like I actually like yoga or like lesser forms of exercise. And that's when I kind of had this switch in my mentality that, you know, a lot of athletes have where it's like, just because it's an easy form of exercise doesn't mean that that's not the only thing there that like, can't just be my exercise for the day. And so I just kind of accepted that for COVID where I was like, I would still go for runs, but I just kind of accepted like, I can run slower and that's okay. I can run for less amount of time and that's okay. And a lot of it just came with like more, once I realized that mentally, then I like jumped huge steps exponentially, actually physically, which was just weird. Like I mentally wasn't allowing myself to make that progress and then senior year. And then since I graduated, now I'm back up to running all the time without symptoms, lifting the same amount of weights that I did. So it was just that mental block I had to get past. And obviously i still, am not running like a seven minute mile, Yeah, (laughs) Um, but I'm okay with that. And I'm back up to running without symptoms and that's more important to me. So.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think that regardless of an injury or not, if you would have played in college and this goes for anybody, when you wouldn't anymore, like a seven minute mile isn't as important, you know, it's like, you're not trying to pass a fitness test or not trying to, you know what I mean? So it's like, I've had so many things like that where it's like, I'm not doing as good as I did three years ago at, in my prime, but I don't need to anymore, you know? And the same thing happened to me during COVID because the gyms shut down, obviously. So I was like riding my bike all the time, like an old lady, but I was like, this still count. Eventually I just had to get past that. And then I loved it and lost like 20 pounds. I gained yeah. it back, but it's okay. <laughs> well,
1: the for me was like the first couple of years of college, I was almost using exercise to like Punish myself. Yeah. Like, you know, you didn't get to go and play at the next level. So, like, you have to almost prove it to yourself that you could have was like the narrative I was like telling myself. And then, yeah, once COVID hit, I was like, exercise can be fun. And it can be, you know, yeah, walking, taking a walk with my parents. It can be riding my bike. It can be, we had a trampoline at the time. Like, oh, jump on the trampoline for half an hour.
0: Yeah. That's exercise. That counts.
1: I was wounded. And, so, just, like, realizing that and, yeah, like, made a huge, like, you know, my exercise didn't have to be two and a half hours long twice a day.
0: Yeah. If you could give one piece of advice to somebody that is in your exact position, what would it be?
1: I would say just rely on people, whether that's, like, a TBI like I had or just any injury. Like, you you can't do it all by yourself. and. It's okay to tell people I'm struggling right now and that doesn't make you weak. And if you do end up having to like not play your sport again, you don't have to try to prove people that you're at a better place than you are. In fact, I think it's sometimes that delayed my recovery because I'd be struggling and I'd go to my doctor's appointments and I'd almost like lie to them to be like, no, 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 I'm fine. Yeah. Clear me. So it's like, just be honest with people, tell people that you need them and, you know, eventually just... I mean, the biggest thing, yeah, is get those hobbies started. Yeah. (laughs)
0: Seriously. That's great advice. (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you didn't catch it, Kaylin is an athletic trainer now. And I think it's so cool that she went from sustaining a career ending injury. That's so hard for me to say say that five times fast um she went from sustaining that to now helping athletes with their injuries which I just think is a total full circle moment I don't know I love those but um I will link Kaylin's socials in the episode description as well as my socials and the podcast socials per usual do not forget to follow us on tiktok at former female athlete and instagram at former female athlete pod I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I'll see you next Monday with another guest bye